Blog Talk Radio. Liverpool band Joe Symes and the Loving Kind, and the song Summer's Almost Coming. I must have uh, played it recently or set it up. That's not my theme music. This is my theme <laughs> Quarters. Security condition three. GQ. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. All right. I love that doorman. Once again, welcome back to Madam Perry's salon. I am your host, cruise director, spiritual advisor, and all-round groove, groove mistress. Uh, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen or Jennifer Perry, and I am just happy once again to be here. We've had we're having so much fun. You know, I took some time off around uh, December and part of January, and now we're coming back. We're locked, we're loaded. We got fun stuff going on. Um, I mentioned, let's see, uh, Monday and Tuesday, I told you about tonight's guest because I was so excited. I wanted everybody to know, and I'm getting a lot of response on it already. By the way, last night, thanks again to uh, James Nethery, James Breen, Karen E. Thomas. Love to Sarah Nethery, who couldn't make it. But these folks are going to be at Wild Wild West Con in Tucson, March 8th through the 10th. And we're going to have another Wild Wild West Con preview show uh, next week, and I'll tell you who's going to be on that one in a couple of days. But I am so excited going back to Old Town Tucson to uh, to be on that. I'm just thrilled. Also, don't forget, March the 4th is a Monday, and our guest will be Brandy Stilwell. Now, she works for Warner. She writes for DC Comics and her own comic, The Sasquatch Detective. Uh and we're going to be talking about that and some of the other work she's done. She's written for comedy, uh, for TV shows. She's worked as a writer with Betty White, Seth MacFarlane, all kinds of folks. And she's a sweetheart, talented, and absolute riot. So don't forget Brandy Stilwell, uh, Sasquatch Detective. I can't wait for that. But tonight I've got another author from... Uh, Sacred Stories Publishing. You've probably heard me mention them a few times lately on shows, and I am just enchanted with these people. But tonight's guest, she's an attorney, women's rights activist, and author of The Power of... I'm going to ask her to pronounce the title. Is it 1-0? Oh, is it 10? I'm going to see. Or is it 10, like the binary, which means 2? Um, 
I'm going to let her tell you about it. I am so happy to have with us here tonight in the genie bottle. I've got a nice cushion fluffed up for her to sit on. The lovely, magnificent Denise Alexander Pyle. Denise, welcome to Madam Perry's salon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm all I comfy and th- ready to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good. That's what I want. I want everybody to be comfortable in here. Um, there was a time about a year ago we had a couple of suspense writers in here. Um, sweet guys, Brett Wright, Rick Cornell, and um, they kept sneaking in burritos. They didn't share them, but they hid them in the cushions. But we had it all cleaned out since then, so it's much better. We still love the guys, but, you know, they can't help it. Let's Usually I time. bring chocolate. It's chocolate Ooh. for me. I'm a dark chocoholic. Now, that's my kind of gal. <laughs> if you got to bring something, chocolate. That's been so thrilled um, about your book. And I was trying to read about, or I was trying to explain it the last two nights. I've told people about it in the beginning of the show and at the end last night saying, you've got to check this out. Um, your book invites us, as it says, to consider the power and promise of living by the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule, the Ten and the One, as we journey through life. And Every chapter, uh, it discusses the Ten Commandments, but references also uh, ten spheres or components on the, help me with this word, Kabbalistic tree of life. Correct. Okay. All right. So you also talked about the Kabbalah, uh, the ancient mystical belief uh, system and teaching that emanated from Judaism, and uh, so much about the way the universe and our lives work, and I I'm going to tell you, people, this is the kind of book. I've got highlights all the way through it. I even grabbed pens that weren't highlighters to make marks in it. Um, so, Denise, tell us about uh, tell us about how you came to write this book, why, how you prepped for it, and what what it is that you're getting. Because I feel like you're giving us a gift in this book. So what is the gift that you intended to give us? Well, God gave me the gift to share, which is really that the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule and in answer to your question, it's the power of 10, is, but the zeros in parentheses to emphasize even without the Ten Commandments, the golden rule is always there. And I like what you said, 10 is 2 in binary numbers. So in the New Testament, it's the 2. It's all, it's all 1. But back to why um, we need it. We've, it's the rules for the road. It was given to humanity, these, these principles, universal truths, to help us to evolve to become the highest and best version of ourselves in this lifetime. And because they were given so long ago, we think they're ancient. And we have to see them in a new light to see how they apply today, especially when we're living in a world that's become so polarized. And we are light workers battling darkness. And I firmly believe we're here to succeed. That's why there's so many people like you and I and others out there that are spreading the message. But the book came because of my background. I mean, I was raised Jewish. Um, I've been studying metaphysics since I was 14. I consider myself a New Age Jew because I married to a Quaker, and I and I believe in Jesus being sent here to to in his time to change the message because the love aspect was missing. So I embody all of it. And these principles exist in every major religion because they are the truth. It doesn't matter which religion divides 
in many instances when it's intended to bring us together. So we need it now. We need to get on, back on track. And we, you know, it's like we've gotten lost off the yellow brick road and we need to get back home. And the answers, like Dorsey learned in The Wizard of Oz, it was, it's always there in front of us and within us. So the book. That's so true. And um, <laughs> yes, could not have put that better. Uh, and could you just stop just one, one moment? Oh, excuse me. We've got some thunder going on outside the studio, and so the dogs are trying to, to bark the thunder away, and I apologize for that. Uh, what The term light worker, I hear that a lot. What? But I've never read a definition. And so for people listening who aren't really familiar with it, what does the term light worker mean? Well, I think it's those of us who are here in the planet at this time who are here, as I say, to spark the message of uh, truth and love and um, the positive. We're all made of light energy mixed with matter. And the light is our spark. It's our connection with source. And so we're here to rekindle that connection so that, you know, we are the the best we can be because I think it's God's workers are light workers. Well, Denise, the book, um, you talk about, uh, in the Power Ten, you talk about uh, Promise of Living by Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. Um, I've heard or read different things that say that several different faiths or religions have some kind of version of the golden rule. Is that true? I believe so. I mean, isn't it karma in many respects? As you do unto others, so as you do unto yourself. I mean, there's it's worded different ways, but every religion, when I even wrote the book and studied, has this principle as an underlying principle. Because thought for every action, there is a reaction. It's the rules of physics. Well, that's true. That really is. What is it? That the third law of physics is uh, for every action is the equal opposite reaction. And therefore, if your action is love, we're going to get love. Okay. So, um, and fascinating how, uh, especially when I was reading this and realized, and then you then you referenced. I mean, and to all my listeners. This is not just another book on the Ten Commandments, as I've been telling people. I mean, she not only references um, in here, you know, um, uh, different religious documents, faith. She studies history. She studied New Age. Um, my, my my new friend, the New Age Jew here. Um, you've studied so <laughs> many <laughs> history. You've studied so much. And then you also in here, uh, I know you reference uh but John Lennon, Sir Isaac Newton. I mean, this is a pretty uh, comprehensive book. And also, for, for anyone listening. <laughs> I know. Little, you, said, it's, people don't realize it's a little book that's meant to sit on your nightstand and be inspirational and devotional and anchor us so that we live these principles in our day-to-day life. Which is exactly where it's been. And I've had it on my nightstand and pick up and read it. And then my, um, and yeah, and it's got Power of Ten, a guide to living the Ten Commandments and Golden Rules of Modern Times. It's a little book, but it's packed with a lot of, uh, um, what was one of the things, like you said, you started reading, um, as a young girl, you were interested in reading everything you possibly could, uh, curious, and, and I certainly identify with that. Uh, 
What was one of the things, though, that you learned that you, or there are probably several that you didn't expect to learn while researching and writing The Power of Ten? Well, I think that um, that's just an interesting question. I mean, it's all about balance and that we don't see our connection that, for example, the um, commandment, honor thy mother and father. I mean, it's really the feminine, the divine feminine and masculine. It's really that as the best way we can honor our parents is to be good teachers to our children. I mean, we, the, it's the cycles. And I, don't, I think we've lost sight of those cycles. You know, and we don't respect our elders. And we don't recognize that we're not necessarily being good stewards for our children. And and that's one of the things that really I'm more cognizant of. Uh, Isn't that the truth? Um, I've had that conversation a lot lately. By the way, if you're listening live and you want to talk to Denise Alexander-Powell, you want to talk to her about her book, you want to ask her a question or just listen or comment, the number is 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. Which Blog Talk Radio assures me is a toll-free call in the continental U.S. And so we'll be taking open phones in just about a minute or two. Um, I like how each chapter goes through a section, a, a commandment. And you don't try to rewrite it like what I call the, um, I don't know, something kind of like a pop fluff version of the gospel, but you seem to take the essence of it and then relate it to modern life. It's an onion. uh, We're peeling the onion. We're looking at the layers of how these commandments are really an allegory and are lessons for applications that are energetically applied as well as physically applied. An example is Thou shalt not kill. People think about it as taking the life of another human being. What about killing a dream, killing an idea, killing someone's spirit by, by a harsh word or by, you know, striking down their creative energy? Well, true, because you also have the, some of the things about not bearing false witness, uh, adultery, that there are other uh, ways to interpret adultery, uh, but also... And, oh, let me skip back here to the chapter, the one that I really, really, really like. Um, it's about false gods and how we have seem to have so many today. Well, there's a reason that's the second commandment, because the first commandment tells us how we stay connected to our highest self and, and our creative energy. And the second commandment tells you what not to do so you don't get stuck and away from it. Because um, the material world, it's all an illusion, and you can't take any of it with you, and it takes you off your path. And and when and you're getting affirmation of your worth outside of yourself instead of from within and from and from God or source or however you define it. But that's why it's number two. It tells you this is all the things that are going to take you away from joy and creativity and being the best version of yourself in this lifetime because all mm. that glitters is not gold. 
You know, I've got, um, we do have a caller, and just before I bring uh, this person on the line, I wanted to say one more thing is in, in the chapter uh, 6, the Sixth Commandment, do not kill. You also broaden that out to how we, how our words have power. Um, if I can read, words have power, choose them wisely because they can kill. We're breaking the Sixth Commandment when by our words and deeds, we destroy the creative light of another. That's 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 very strong and it's very true. Well, and that's it. We don't realize how powerful we all are. We, you know, we say things and they take a life of their own. We don't, and we're not conscious of it. We. We don't use our brain power because we're not conscious of how powerful it really is. So true. And know how, how powerful those words are. Okay, well, I want to bring, um, if if you don't mind just reaching over and opening the beaded curtain, Denise, I'm going to bring in one of our favorite listeners, and he's been a guest on here before, uh, musician and student of uh, life, I would call him, Mr. Vincent Levy Bryant. Vince, come on in. Hello. Hi. Hi, Vince. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm great tonight, and I'm looking forward to talking to you. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you. I normally see, first of all, good evening, Madam Perry. How are you? I am doing great, and thank you so much, and I'm happy to hear your voice. Glad you're here with us. Well, let me tell you something. I always see, like, who's going to be on the show, and I, I'm so, I, like, zip through, but certain something, that certain something is available that made me read it slowly, and one word I focused on was Kabbalah, and I went, no, you did it. You did it again. <laughs> yep, you yeah. did it again. Vince and I seem to have again. a connection. I don't. And and it's about time. So let's get it going. First of all, I've been studying Kabbalah for twenty-two years. You right? have twenty-two are you years for each path of the Kabbalah. Yes, that's right. I certainly do. But I didn't spend a full year on each path. My focus on were the paths that pertains, of course, with selfish and our ego gets in the way, no matter what, because we have to have an ego to survive, but if the ego runs the show, then you know what happens, destruction. So, I got into it with the separate that have to do with my personality and the makeup of my personality and how I can bring my best personal self forward. And for a long time, yeah, it was about... Um, success and um, the material gain and the wealth and whatnot. But you know, Kabbalah is not about that. It's about how we gain to share and how we can actually help, you know, our fellow persons and mankind. I don't like the word mankind, but you know, our fellow We're kind. All here in sort of, right. And it's, you know, you never know who it's going to be and you never know how. And Every single action we make is an action that reverberates and affects someone somewhere. So when I saw your power of 10 and the whole, I just knew that you were 
it's, it's a book whose time has come, you know, because you're reaching you're reaching a certain sector with a message that they would not normally get, or the time for that message wasn't available until now through you. So I applaud you, and I'm going to get your book and read it. I will look forward to hearing from you, too, and connecting with Thank you. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you. And, and Vince, mm-hmm. if you give me just one second here, Vincent. Also, I want to start right now and say this is a good time, Vincent. Being a musician, you always know your timing and good cues for us. Uh, tell people where to find your book. I'm going to say your your website is Denise Alexander Pyle at p y l e dot com, and I've also been sharing that on my social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and so forth. And uh, can people order the book? They can order it from your website, can't they? They can order it from the website, Amazon, Kindle, Balboa Press. It's out there. Wow. Fantastic. And um, let's see. We talked. Okay. I was talking. The last thing well, I was I, talking about was um, do not, you know. I was know, in knowing what led what led to the book. That's what I was interested in. The story what led oh, okay. to the book. Well, I, I taught Sunday school in a Reformed Jewish temple um, back in 1989 and 1990 to high school students. And our curriculum was the Ten Commandments and debating you know, Judeo-Christian ethical principles. Um, my, right. you know, capital punishment, those, um, right. abortion issue, all those things. Yeah, and it stuck with me. Again, the, stu- the teacher became the student, and I started seeing the connection to the Ten Commandments in everything. And I also saw why things weren't working were all connected to our not adherence to a principle in the Ten Commandments. I started studying Kabbalah in 2000, and I studied it for a number of years, and hmm. saw where the Ten Spiros actually correlated to each of the Ten Commandments, and actually they're both referred to as the Tree of Life, as is the Torah. So there are no accidents. It's one major structure, and it percolated in me, and then finally I sat at the computer over a course of weekends when my husband was in Florida, and I was still practicing law in the Detroit area, and the book just came out, like automatic writing. And then it took me another few years to actually edit it and and make it into a format that was readable and had anecdotal as well as some annotations that made it more relevant. Right, so it could apply Otherwise, to people's lives like better here. Yeah, so people could apply to their everyday life better. Absolutely. And I have commitments at the end of each chapter to try and anchor the underlying principle of each of the commandments into our day-to-day life and invite everybody to come up with their own. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. Well, it is a pleasure to talk to you about your book. Um, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. You know, it's weird because each level brings the same principles into play, the same challenges, but the higher I go up, the higher I, the bigger the goals I make, the more I see me going right back to the square one 
and applying myself on a much larger level with the same principles to, you know, to see some kind of fruition, some kind of, uh, to reach the goal of success, you know, another word that I'm not really sure is a word I'm, I like it because, you know, that level of success is, it's like reaching your goal. You set a goal and you reach that goal, you have success. You know, that's simply it for me. Well, no and matter I what your goal is. You never reach your last goal because you're always creating new ones. But the, you always but create really a new goal. These, that's right. But all of these principles are really a pathway to joy and contentment and being the best version of yourself in this lifetime. Because when you get to the 10th commandment, which is Malkuth on our kingdom and the tree of life, it's about not coveting your neighbor's belongings because we're here to live our life and be in our journey and not somebody else's. And And not compare yourself. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, this is a... um, this is a good moment just to stop. I do have a message from a sponsor right now, and we'll be right back in 60 seconds. The next game changer in the men's okay. fashion industry might just be around the corner with the upcoming launch of Mace in Style, a new international gentleman's fashion boutique store that will offer comfortable and fashionable designer-crafted clothing, accessories, jewelry, watches, as well as health and lifestyle essentials for men, crafted by talented fashion artisans from various corners of the world. Mace in Style offers clothing and accessories for men of different shapes and sizes. From streetwear enthusiasts, the hip-hop street artists, the corporate powerhouse, the prepster, the jock, the rock star, the adventurer, to the all-American throwback, and many others in between. Mates in Style is inspired by the latest trends in fashion, which will help any generation achieve their desired style and look. Visit the pre-launch site now at prelaunch.matesinstyle.com to be a part of this inspiring fashion innovation. Prelaunch.matesandstyle.com. All right, go to matesandstyle.com, guys. They've got all kind of specials on guys' clothes, men's clothes. I love to dress up my husband. Um, you probably do too. Well, not my husband, Denise, but like to dress up your husband and pick out clothes. Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> it's fun. I don't know that he okay. likes to be pressed, dressed up. He'd rather wear a fishing shirt. <laughs> when, when people compliment my husband, he says, "Well, you'll have to uh, talk to my uh, personal uh, stylist, my wife." <laughs> okay, uh, so we're here back here at Madame Perry Salon with the author Denise Alexander Pyle, and also our friend, uh, musician Vincent Levy Bryant. So I was looking. You were talking. You mentioned a while ago commitments at the end of each chapter, and each chapter is on a commandment. You have a commitment, which is. Not really. It's not so much a homework assignment. is is a way to that we can uh, help keep ourselves on track and keep ourselves going. I think going in into the light, going into a good direction. Uh, whether it's, um, um, I know that in chapter nine, which is the commandment. Oh, hold on. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Um, the commitment has to says, you know, monitor your interactions with people, identify and write down any instance where you told someone a white lie. What could you have said or done differently to avoid telling an untruth? And, you know, you're not preaching, you're not fussing, but you are giving us ways to um, to kind of like, to get, 
not feel guilty, but to help us to find better ways to handle situations. So how did you create these? Because they're so, they're just so fitting and so useful. Well, you know, I think part of it comes from being a divorce attorney for 42 years and trying to give advice ah. to their client, to clients on how to diffuse a situation while they're going through a divorce and, and getting, and, and being constructive. And so I apply the same principle to the commandment. How can we make a negative into a positive? How do we um, do something that will encourage our, ourselves to look at how we approach something and approach it anew? Because a really self-directed you know, exercises to anchor the principle. Hmm. Yeah. If there, if to get you know, we have we all have long established patterns, and how do we positively shift them, and in a conscious way? And again, we all fall back into our old patterns. Everything is practicing this, practicing that, because we're never going to get it perfect. So every day is a new day. Every day you start over, and you just say, "How can I do it better today than I did it yesterday?" Uh, yes. Every day is a fresh start. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. In you know the in the um, Old Testament, you know when they measured you know and who made it into the Book of Life for the following year, you know, with Yom Kippur and the Day of Atonement and the New Year, basically they measured your good deeds versus the things you didn't do so well, and you just you had to be on the positive side of the scale and and we're trying to learn to put out more good and make choices that are more positive we're not always going to get it right that's why it's the scales adjusted we're all here with free will to choose these rules and these principles and these commitments are designed to help us always choose things that evolve us back to our heavenly being and not get us stuck in our ego. So true. And I like how you said a lot of it came from being a, a divorce attorney and trying to help diffuse situations between between people and help them communicate better. I mean, my goodness, that's that's a challenge in itself. You know, when there's so much well, anger and animosity. Well, and that's it. It's ninety percent counseling and ten percent law. And it and truly, and that's what people don't understand. The good lawyers are there because they're guiding their clients to be able to, at the end of the process, start anew with hope and a positive attitude. And to me, it was having making sure my clients knew that they were going to be fine. And that's the part. And it's not just money. It's about confidence it's about finding yourself again and the and it's the same principle <laughs> so true oh. do you think that studying the kabbalah you know it seemed for a while maybe about 20 years ago with certain celebrities studying the kabbalah um madonna did it seem like <laughs> yeah madonna i was gonna i didn't know if i should say now but yeah different people had the little red little red string on the wrist and stuff and you know, some people thought, well, this is nice. It's a good study. Or then again, is it a, is it a fad? Is it is it some kind of a um, 
thing that just celebs are doing for a while and then they'll go on to something different. But I don't know. I tend to find that people who do start to study uh, the Kabbalah, and maybe this is just just my vision, but they do seem, there, there does seem to be a marked difference in um, how they open their minds. And I compare it to when people travel to other countries and other cultures. They they seem to well, open I, up more. Well, I would agree with you. But, you know, um, Kabbalah really is, you know, the metaphysical um, depiction of how energy progresses from the heavens until it reaches earth and all the emanations that, are re- that relate therefrom. So it's really quantum physics, if nothing more, and, and that's really what it is um, on, on a spiritual level. And so what it does is it takes the religion as we know it, and now takes it and drills it down to the dimensions that we don't normally study because there's so much power associated with it. You know, they didn't want the masses to understand the teaching. Ah. You know, think about it. It opens the door. It's, it's the occult aspect of our traditional religion is really what is contained in Kabbalah. It's no accident that the 22 paths that connect each of the spirits are the foundation of the 22 tarot cards, the major, the major cards. Tarot comes from Kabbalah. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. It is. And actually, when I studied Kabbalah, we actually studied um, the path. When I studied the paths, but not just the spirit, we used the tarot card meanings to depict they're related to what the connection from one sphere to another is about what the metaphysical structure relates to and it depicts the same meaning as a card for example what is the fool in the tarot cards it actually correlates the meaning of it to one of the paths on the tree of life what do you say to people who um Maybe who were raised in certain um, or in different Christian religions who seem to say that, well, no, that that's that's more the tool of the devil, you know, the physics of the tarot. How do you explain to them? Or well, I again, I think you know, people have been trained a certain way. Any power, if it's if it's used for the wrong purposes, is like um, Star Wars. You know, the darkness corrupts. And the reason we're told these things are bad, it's because um, you, you can be seduced by these energies if you don't stay close to the basic principles that, you know, define our, most of our core religion. So, mm-hmm. I under, so that's what, where you're going from. It's staying in the light and choosing only the light because the power can be intoxicating. So, but, the, but these principles exist. Every one of our major religion, religions has a metaphysical aspect that only the very, very masters of that religion were allowed to be exposed to because it contains power. Look at the third commandment. Do not misuse the name of God. Cursing is one of the things that you're not supposed to do because you're invoking God's name and the power to put a curse on somebody. Isn't that magic? 
Yeah, very, very true, very true. Very well said, yeah. And uh and and that's a, those are powerful and it and it does have an effect. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um that is uh and I, and I'm looking at that chapter in there right now. Um and and that's a beautiful I didn't way. mention the cursing in that chapter because it didn't I didn't learn that until after the book was written or see that connection again. I, it's constantly, if I ever edit the book, that will be in that chapter, just the invoking of a curse. Do not misuse the name <laughs> of God. Because the chapter is about responsibility, understanding, peace as opposed to war. We don't use God's name to divide. Um, we're, we're using God's name to come together. You know, and, mm-hmm. But it's the power of, you, but you don't use God to do evil. Yeah, I see this too, though, in the, in the chapter three. It says, "Do not take the name of the Lord in vain, or make wrong for use the name of God." Um, God does not acquit anyone who misuses His name. Do you quote swear to God or utter Jesus Christ too many times each day? Yeah, because I, you know, it's the thing you know we hear and, and we sometimes say, and then um, step back and think about it. Does, it. does it just sort of like come out automatically out of people? Do we always think about what we say while we're saying it? What it means, um, well, God's and listening. what it does. Listening, yeah, but they're listening, and it's like praying, and you're saying, "Hey, come on," and okay, you just said something, and you've invited them in to take action with you and co-create, and we don't realize when we're doing it in frustration and in negativity, you know, we're asking God to do something negative with us, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> oh gosh! So, um, what? What? You've been on on tour with this book, I know, and you've had signings. What type of uh, comments do you get from people who maybe uh, are very surprised to learn about how you can find the commonality in Kabbalah, Ten Commandments, as well as the metaphysics? I'm sure there are people who. I, just I love like that you, my book awakened. Wait, I love that my book has found its home both in Christian bookstores as well as metaphysical bookstores, and both audiences love the book. And like you, take notes. I have a group in Marion, Indiana, that has a, a study group using my book as the basis. But oh, the thing nice. that really, you know, and it, that made me feel good. But what's nice that I hear is that people say to me after, particularly after I've had an opportunity to go through the Ten Commandments in like an hour, uh, hour little um, presentation and how it all flows together with the Kabbalah and connect the pathway, so to speak. They say, you know what, I've been, I've been raised Catholic, I've been raised um, Jewish, I've been raised whatever. I never really understood the Ten Commandments until just now. And it makes sense. That's the great gift that I get back because now they see it and see how it really is a divine roadmap. You know, I, I like that you have, well, study group, a group that studies your book, that meets, and I think that's just uh, the beginning of what I think is going to be a phenomenon. Denise, I really do. Uh, 
And I wanted to know, too, um, are you, I know that you're um, sometimes traveling as an entertainment publicist. I know it's difficult and very costly for uh, musicians or authors to do a lot of traveling to promote their work. But are you available uh, to talk to book clubs and groups via Skype? I would Skype love thing? to. And if I, I would love to. And if I can get there, I will. Right. I do much better on when I'm live with people. Cause I love the energy of giving and receiving with people. I mean, that's it's powerful when our energy connects. So I want to do that more and more. Well, I can tell you from talking to you, people are going to feel your energy. And I also had a message out there, too, coming in from my friend Danny, said tell uh Tell Denise, I'm really enjoying the show, and I can't wait to read the book. Thank you, Danny. I've just told her now. Thanks to Vince, too. And also to Sarah, who also messaged me in. You know, you can always send me a message on Facebook if you can't call. Because, you know, Denise, there are some people that can call, and some people might be at a day job, and they can't use the phone, but they're listening on their earbuds. So I tell you, you can always message me. (laughs) We'll get it across. So thank you, Sarah. Um, Yeah, I, I see... This is as a growing thing, people having study groups around the power of 10. And I know they look forward to hopefully getting a chance to meet you in person. I know you'll put your schedule on your website, denisealexanderpile.com, um, if you're traveling or and at the stores or events. I'm in Florida in the winter. I'm in the Midwest, but, you know, I can make myself available if uh, if I can, I would love to. And I invite people, if they're traveling, come come stop and see me. All right. And, um, and you know, if everybody that's been listening to me for years, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about my tour bus. So once I get the Madame Perry Salon tour bus on the road, I've already invited Denise on it. I'll tell her we're going to come to one of her houses somewhere and pick her up and take her on the road with us. And, and, uh, That'll be fun. Uh, Denise, I wish you so much success with your book. I will be sharing uh, information on your website and how to purchase your book on all of my social media. And just thank you so much for writing this book that we can all read and learn from. And and you're doing a powerful service to humankind. Well, as I do by sharing all this work, I mean, there's so many wonderful people out there. And it's, as I said, shine on America and shine on the world because we are creating a major shift. And we just have to, now, as I told you earlier, we're all arsonists because we're burning down the forest of, that we're stuck in that we can't see the, you know, we can't see the forest through the trees. We're burning it down right. so that we can see anew and be bright and beautiful beings that we all are. And our, and our planet, you know, needs to be able to rebirth. Amen, my sister. And I think that, that I can't top that. I can't add anything. That's a perfect closer. Uh, Denise, we love you. We thank you so much for being here, Madam Perry Salon. We hope that you will come back. Goodbye, and- and
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 